week. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> well, Wyndham's like playing really well lately. You know, he's up to 120th in the world. He got his you know top 70 and and FedEx Cup points last last year. Um, you know, he's in a lot of events. That kind of leads me to believe. What is some of the goals you guys have this year? You're you're probably have your set, eyes set on some you know top potentially making a top 100, you know, getting, you know, working your way up to top 75 perhaps, trying to get into that FedEx race and, and things like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he has played his best golf um, as a professional this year, and I only expect it to get better. I think for the first time uh, he feels comfortable being out there playing. Um, Saturday of Phoenix we got played or got paired with Xander and Jordan, and um, – he didn't flinch one bit. I, he didn't play his best golf, but it wasn't because of Jordan or Xander. He just didn't putt or didn't get the up and downs that he normally would. Um, he's not scared of that situation, and I think in the years past, if that um, pairing might, you know, might yeah rattle show some weaknesses. Bit. And um, I think he's past that. I would expect him. Um, you know, my goal always, I tell him the same week, is to have a chance with nine holes to go. Doesn't mean we could win or we might have to shoot 30 but um yeah if you have a chance with nine holes to go then you've had a successful week whether you finish 30th or you know 40th or or 10th right you're just he's just got to get himself in that position more often and um it's a numbers game right if you get there enough times eventually you're in a win and hit the golf shots and i truly believe he will win this year be today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold chase. you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. This is episode 51 of the Break 80 podcast, and all three Break 80 boys are in the building. Stouts here, joined by Mike and Tim. A lot of excitement for the pod this week as Wyndham Clark gets his first win. We will dive into that how uh, and how that was kind of special for us as a pod. But perhaps on a bigger scale, Tim got his first win of the season versus myself Sunday night <laughs> at New Prague <laughs> to bring himself a little closer to the to the tying up the series. Um, so I suppose we'll give Tim a little bit of air time to share, you know, about that ass whooping that he gave me as we continue to to prep for the quest to qualify. We'll mix in a few other things um, to to, uh, to take note. But before we get started, how are you guys doing on this lovely Minnesota May evening? Tim played golf tonight, so he's doing okay, probably. You know what? I uh, I stopped by my mom's place to to pick up some stuff for work earlier today. She goes, "God, you're tan already." I'm like, "It's <laughs> barely even May." Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, for those of you that aren't from Minnesota, we di- we didn't have a spring. Like we basically went winter to summer. Like it, we had a little bit of a gap there where we had maybe a little, but it's basically been like shitty with one little week where it was nice and then shitty. And then now it's all like seventies every day in the forecast. And it's like summer weather. It's just crazy. It feels like 85% of the time we 
are on the pod, we talk about weather just because that's how Minnesota works. That's how how Minnesota we really are. Exactly. Well, we got to start with the Wells Fargo. Uh, Wyndham wins it in style, earns 3.6 milli this week, four-shot victory on a big boy golf course, Quay Hollow. He had been treading for a while. Uh, We've been kind of staying in touch with his caddy, John Ellis, who had been on the pod during the the Minnesota Golf Show with us, and he was pretty adamant, as you heard at the, the beginning of the um, podcast that he was going to win as he called his shot back basically back in February. And if you looked at the numbers and I think Mike even touched on, he was trending. I mean, he, he Mike even talked about this back in February out of 40, you know, he, he just, I think he was like 170 or something ranked like that, but he was playing well. He was making lots of cuts. In fact, I think he's now at what 16 made cut streak in a row, which is tied with uh, Sah- Sahith Thagala. So he's been playing super well. He finally put it together. I mean, I, I one of the things I want to I want to point out, and you guys can touch in on this too, is if you actually go and look at dat, um, data golf on Wyndham Clark, you will notice his data sheet is filled with green, or you know, in t- terms of strokes gained. I mean, he's got. If you go all the way back, I can't find, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, approaches. You know, you don't find a you don't find anything outside of the green until uh january you know he's been playing super well there off the tee he's been playing well strokes gain total is i can't find something in the red going back to shriners you know he's he's basically gaining in almost every category outside of being accurate off the tee and so the data supports that a win was coming you know john will tell you that he's got the talent to win um I think, Mike, you might want to touch on this a little bit. It's somewhat between the ears um, with him, and that's one thing that he's gotten a lot better on as he uh, has uh, continued to his professional um, career. Yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of two ways you can look at some of these golfers. And when it comes to strokes gain and data golf and stats, we, we talked about with John, I think, what was that, February or something when he was on at the golf show? Late anyway, February. You, you looked at the stats and and – you could tell he was close. Like he was playing well. And I think the one that he wasn't putting as well. And I think John even said, that's usually a strength of his game. He's a good putter. So he'll eventually, you knew that would come around. Um, So you knew he was close. Uh, He's been in contention, but I think the other thing is if you watched it all this weekend, he just passes the eye test. He pumps it. He hits it miles. He's a great chipper of the golf ball. He, uh, he, he putts well, he does everything well, you know? So I think John was spot on. That's his caddy, obviously when he said he's going to win. Cause he, he's been hanging around leaderboards forever. I think it's just a matter of putting it all together. And I know it's been, you know, widely reported on other podcasts. And I think Wyndham himself has even talked about how years ago, uh, I think there was a point in that round where, well, he started out terrible at the beginning, I guess not terrible, but he made a bogey. He only made two bogeys in the last 36 holes at Quail Hollow, if you want to know how good of a golfer he is. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, a, a little bit of a shaky start, I guess you'd call it maybe. I think John even called it that on in some interview. And he said in the past, you know, that would have really set him back. But I, apparently he's he's really worked on the mental side of, of his game and just kind of relaxing and, 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 and taking some of the bad shots in stride. I, I guess he's a big reader of tons of books on all kinds of, you know, psychology and things like that. So I think he's... I don't know what the proper way to call it. He's probably grown a lot as a person, just, you know, in general with his mentality out there. And he's definitely got the skill set for it. 
I mean, he's, he's good at all aspects of the game. If you look at stats and just watching him play. So yeah, you know, could be big things in the horizon for Wyndham Clark. I don't see any reason why he can't. Yeah. You can't really call this like a, um, a win that was kind of lucky or a win that, you know, he stumbled into, I mean, it wasn't that. It's not out of nowhere. He's not, he's a, yes. He might be a he might to some listeners who don't you know watch as much as we do, he might be a little bit of a lesser known name. But if you if you if you paid attention, you know, like at the uh, at Zurich, him and Bo Hassler were top of the leaderboard, you know, going into the final round, and he's always been around the leaderboard. He's this year especially, he's been up there all the time. So he's a good player. Um, yeah, it, what he win by four? It's like the tide for the biggest margin of victory at at quail hollow and at the wells fargo which is not an easy golf course he shot 19 under uh you know the, the dude can play Tim, before we get to you i was going to ask you something here but I, I do want to point this part out you talked about he didn't win out of nowhere however i will say this 44 guys mike in our fantasy golf league only one <laughs> only one it. guy picked Wyndham clark this week yeah and that was me. And boy, was it paid off as he made me a lot of money. So shout out to Wyndham. Thanks for getting that W on an elevated event. Lots <laughs> of money coming your way and my way. So thanks for that. Um, you know, Tim, you're kind of hitting the ball well right now, too. And what is that, you know, when you feel like you're playing well and you show up at a golf course, you know, mentality. I know that you've kind of got that same kind of vibe. You're trending, you're playing well, all sorts of same game, aspects same of your game. game. Clark. I just want to know. Oh yeah. Big power know, game. Like, when you show up on the T box, you know, with that kind of positive mindset of how you're playing, how does that kind of lend you to, you know, maybe if you have a bad swing here and there, that it's not so much of a big deal. I, I think for most of us, amateur golfers, it's just really finding the the consistent one-way miss and then really just working the ball accordingly. Um, that really plays to a, a really great spot in your head. I mean, it's great headspace to know that you can knock out an entire side of the golf course, which is kind of what I had uh, on our round on, on Sunday. Granted, typical me, typical to try to give it away the last couple holes, um, had to scramble to find my way back, but... I think Wyndham has what 3.6 million reasons now to be a little bit calmer, have a little bit more swagger on the golf course. Um, obviously the tax man and, and John get their fair share as well. I'm, I'm sure John is, is happy about his gamble too in coming on the bag. I couldn't imagine how nerve wracking that would be. Hey honey, I'm going to, you know, give up a job coaching to, to go on the bag of one of my former former players i think we could make it out okay so <laughs> i think that i think that whole group just just has that collective sigh of of relief knowing yes this is this is the gamble for my career for Wyndham's sake or this is the the gamble for my career for for john's sake as well it all kind of came to fruition and it wasn't even close i mean god he he stumbled on the first hole and then after that it was like where did the rest of the field go on sunday there was that moment where I think Shoffley birdied, what was it, 14 and 15 or something? And and Wyndham just matched him. <laughs> birdied. So it was like, that was it. It was basically, unless he really screws up, it, this thing's over. Like, he he took he took your shot, Xander, and he did this, matched you. So I can't imagine if I was John today, I would have checked my bank account. So 
<laughs> I've been like refreshing. Like, is this check? When's this check coming from the? When's this winner's my cut? Hold on. How, oh, let's let's say that. Let's 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 hold off. Remember, he lives on Lake Minnetonka. It's not like <laughs> it's not like that's going to change his life. We uh we should ask how long it takes for the funds to clear, though. Like, I'd I'd like question. to bring one of those big checks into U.S. Bank and and just say, you know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure this counts as a wire. Look at the size of it. Now, Wyndham, I'm sure you're listening, buddy, um, or, you, or you will listen. I know you just won the Wells Fargo, which, which, by the way, before I get to my next point here, look at the p- players who have, this has been a great jumping point for a lot of players. Max Homa, uh, Webb Simpson won this event, then he went on to win, you know, a lot of guys, like, it, it is not just nobodies that win this event. You have to be a player to hang at quail hollow. So I think big things are coming, but the break 80 podcast and mainly Tim, we, we want to throw the gauntlet out there. We heard that Wyndham Clark's a great, likes ping pong table tennis, whatever you want to call it, Tim, you know, outside of might talk more trash at table tennis. I, I know this firsthand than he does while golfing. So we, we've, we could have a challenge during the three M right here in Minnesota. See that the trick, the trick to table tennis is, especially if you're going to hustle some people, you got to show up and start playing left-handed, right? <laughs> I'm a righty for for those that don't know. For the listeners that don't know, uh, I am right-handed. I am not ambidextrous, but I can I can do a decent job with a ping pong paddle with the left. And then you just start throwing money on the table. And once you get up to you, you let them go down. You let yourself go down about twenty, forty bucks, and then you put a hundred bucks on the table, and then you switch hands. So, uh, Wyndham, we can we can warm up with maybe maybe a twenty dollar bet. We'll work our way up to three point six on the table, and that's when I'll I'll switch to the right hand. It's like one of those. It's like the greatest Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode ever, where the where his uh, uncle or whatever the judge comes in and and he's in like this in like the hood playing this pool game with some pool shark guy, and he pretends he doesn't know what he's doing and he takes his money and he's like, let's play again. And then he just, he just clears the whole rack, everything. <laughs> well, I think Jeff, we say... just, we get you some righty clubs, Jeff. Yeah, no, no, no. What's weird is I actually am right-hand dominant, but I left-handed on things. It's, I can't explain it, but I was going to point this out before we get off Wyndham here. Wyndham has been playing a lot of golf. And so like, you know, when you look at a professional the really best in the world are able to sustain good golf for a long period of time, but it's really hard. And he has been playing not only well, but he's been playing nearly in almost any event that he can get in. And so if you go back, I mean, he's been working it. He went from, you know, he played March, the the week of March 5th, the week of March 12th, the week of March 19th, the week of March 26th, took a little bit off. Then he goes, you know, another four or five straight weeks. So he's been not, he's been playing a lot of golf and playing well. And that's really hard to do And the best in the world can do it. But um, that might be a sign too, that, you know, Hey, if he, if he just gets a win, like sky's the limit. He's in the masters. Now he's, you know, exempt from all these other things. And that's kind of a guy like him versus a guy like, you know, Xander going into this, knowing, you know, if I win this tournament, how it will impact my, future in golf i get to you know be in events i've never been in before where sanders always already in all these events right so like we we forget that these these guys have those thoughts in their head too i'm sure you know whether they let them creep in or not but like 
it's not just the money. It's it's what it the doors it opens, um, and the fact that he cle- that he uh, was able to finish it so well is uh, props to him because that's a not to say that I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think Xander's the scariest guy because he's kind of proven too that he can't really. And that's kind of who I want to talk about next. I'm not saying that he's a big bad guy that you know if he's on your he- you know, heels, be scared because he hasn't really proven either that he's a he's a closer or. A, a chaser for that matter, but he is talented and one of the best players in the world. I just find that, uh, you know, a first time winner in a big event like that with all this, what's at stake outside of just the money is uh, impressive. So congrats, Wyndham. Hope to have you on the pod soon to to talk about um, this win and, and uh, you know, your time coming here to Minnesota for the 3M will be also some, some talking points to, to chat about. So, so around, around Wyndham, before we move on really quick, just because kind of the journeyman, right? And there's been a couple big ones out there. Ustazen had his time as a journeyman too. I just wonder, there's certain things as I've traveled for golf that are just, they either make it or they break it. And one has to be the hotel pillow. And I just wonder, and Ustazen's <laughs> famous for this. He had, a mattress. had his mattress. He had a whole gym. mattress. Like that's that's an like, entire bedroom set. Just that's like gym. sociopathic. Like that's some crazy shit right there. Mike, if you had money, you'd do it too with oh, that back. Uh, maybe yours. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen the hotel rooms at Tim Books? I mean, they're they're top quality mattresses at the Motel Six in Wisconsin. Fantastic, <laughs> stiff as a board, just how I like it. But seriously, a pillow can make or break it. I just I just wonder. You know, you've got some flight status. You just made three point six mil. Are there certain things that certain luxuries that you bring with if you're going to continue to journeyman? I'm I'm really curious to ask if we if we get him on. Well, we also if if he does come up, come to the three M and he's willing to do something, he's a big uh, social media like taco guy. Have you noticed like his on his stories? He's always like rating taco places in every city he goes, like eight point whatever, nine point one. So he's a huge Mexican food fan. So, so where'd you bring him? What's the taco spot in Minnesota? I don't know. There's over over by me, Saint Saint Paul. What? There's, there's one Chica. in Richfield. There's one in Richfield that's been on Diners, Downs, and Dives too. But also, fun fact. So, you know what I like about like the story, and not to drag on Wyndham here forever and 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 keep going is he's from Colorado. He's not like a Texas or Florida or California. You know, he's a Colorado kid, which is not quite. Minnesota, but it's kind of like a Midwesty, you know, it's got sea, it's got winter for sure. Um, and he's also was high school classmates with Christian McCaffrey. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They were dang. High school classmates with Christian McCaffrey. So that's kind of cool. I'll be dang. Well, that's kind of something too. Pretty, pretty cool. That we could ask. Not, about. Not, um, make, not making a varsity sport in that. That's cool. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit of Xander, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I, I feel like he's, I don't know. He's kind of like, uh, some of these other guys that have kind of been known for not being able to, to win. He's won events, but it seems like it's been a while. He's done really well in majors in terms of competing and, and, you know, contending, but hasn't won any, um, you know, he did win the Olympics. I don't know what the, the vibe was there. If that was, you know, did he kind of, there was enough history there maybe with the Olympics to, you know, in terms of golf that uh, maybe put enough pressure on him. I don't know. I just feel like for as talented he is, you know, how cool and calm and demeanor that he shows. I just feel like, you know, does he have kind of a hitch in his giddy up when it comes to 
you know, trying to close out a tournament. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, I guess my take on Xander is I view him as kind of a grinder. Like, I don't view him as a guy who is going to run somebody down, you know, from a few shots back. All these guys can go low on tour. But when you think of Xander Shoffley, do you think of a guy that's going to pop a 62 or 64 or something to catch somebody? Or, you know, I feel I feel like he's more of a, if you give Xander Shoffley a two-stroke lead, you know, going into a Sunday, he's not going to, like, fuck up. He's, he's a good, he's a solid player. Like, I just don't, like, when I think of him, I don't think of, like, Rory or John Rahm, like, firepower. They're going to catch you and shoot 67, and, you know, you got to shoot a decent number. He's going to pass you. That's just not how I view him. I don't know. Yeah, he's like I mean, that. He, he's like that great regular season team, you know, that plays really yeah. well in the regular season. But then when it comes to the playoffs, they like lose the first round, or they, you know, don't perform as well when it comes to you know really when it really gets on the line. Will he win yeah. a major? I think he will at some point. He's a talented guy. He's you know he he never folds. He's always in contention. It seems like he just hasn't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he has that that extra gear kind of. Here's here's a couple of his last rounds when he was highly in contention. So he shot a 70 this weekend on Sunday. At Zurich, tied fourth, shot a 66. RBC, fourth, 66. Um, American Express, 62. So he does have the capability to go low, although he was a, a ways back in that one. Um, another 68. So it's it's not, he's just not firing quite low enough. To go out and like, catch anyone, like is okay, but, but those if, numbers, if those can... numbers are a little bit relative, right? Like sixty six at Harbor Town, is that really that low? The field probably averaged sixty something. You know, it's not like and and sixty two at American Express is low. Obviously, it's sixty two, but the winning score there was like twenty three under par. So there's other guys that are shooting sixty fives and sixty sixes. You know, going low at like a Quail Hollow is a difference like Wyndham did the one day you know, on Friday or whatever it was or Saturday or something. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's top, what? well, what does he rank in the world top 10 now? Or I don't know what Xander oh, is. For but... sure. Z- I mean, Xander did shoot 64 on Saturday. I mean, he kind of went toe to toe with. Yeah. With Wyndham. I, just I like, mean, he, he just, yeah. It never seems like he does it in the moment, like where he's in the final, like he's in the final group or like, I don't know. Here's I mean, here's fifth, some negative he's fifth for in you. the world. He's fifth in the world. So yeah. he's, he's, he here's is. a negative like, to the golf rankings for you, Mike. Why they're not accurate because they're not not including Brooks Kepka. Uh he's currently fifth. Currently fifth in well, the, well like uh, you think about OWGR. guys like, think about Cantley. What's Cantley? Fourth? Mm-hmm. Cantley, I would say is fourth for sure. I, I'm pretty sure. The thing about Cantley and Xander is they're always they're they're steady. They're always there. You know, like they're top notch players. Um I don't Can't know. Can't fourth. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just something about uh, I think they'll both win a major at some point. And I think but part of it is with, with these kind of guys, it's like once they win, it could be like it's like Scotty Scheffler. Once he finally broke through and won, it's like the dam could break and they're like, holy shit, I can you know, I can do this, you know, at, at a major or something. Xander Shotley could win a whole bunch. I don't know. Think think about that danger level though, like one and two, right? You've got Scotty Scheffler two, you've got John Rahm one. You are in fear for your life in the final round if you've got yeah. one of those guys behind you. 
Um, well, that's the thing. Who's, who's three? Because I, I mean, Rory. Rory. Oh my God, I wouldn't. Rory can't. can't <laughs> Rory can't play in, in Shoffley. I wouldn't be that nervous with them behind me. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna see me get second. But well, I mean, Rom and Scheffler didn't play this week, but to me, and I know Scheffler's had a hell of a fifteen months. Rom has stepped ahead of everybody. You know, with the Masters, with just. He's kicked ass this year. Oak Oak Hill coming up in a week sets up perfect for him. It's a great golf course for John Rom. I would be amazed if he's not at the top. I just picture Rom, you know, Rombo putting that headband on on a Sunday and just like I'm going to work. I'm going to chase you down, or I'm going to finish this. It's like he's got both of those. Like I can close it out, or I can chase you. Whereas some of these guys don't really have that vibe, and they have to either. All the stars need to align. They have to play really well to, to finish it out where he can kind of steady the ship, even if he like has a bogey. I feel like a great test of this, what is the Genesis, where he didn't seem like he had all of his best, but like once somebody started making a move, then he went back ahead. You know, he didn't really take off, but he wasn't going to give ground. He was going to just kind of battle, battle, battle. Max kind of came out and tried to take it from him when he wasn't playing great. He didn't let him even though he kind of dropped a few shots. And that's kind of the guy that, um, you know, he got it scary because he doesn't want to give anything up and he doesn't, you know, he's not going to let you also just go and win it without earning it too. So see, I I always thought Rombo was a little soft, right? It just because of his, his general shape as a human, he looks like a guy that likes to get behind the grill and smoke some meats and really (laughs) go to town. He I mean, he does. He looks like, he looks like a dad. And then he, I uh, saw a video of him hex bar deadlifting 385. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> those thighs. Well, holy Christ. And the thing is with him, he drives it so well that he's uh, like, like, how do you screw up when you're always like in the fairway at that level? Like, he never well, seems like, to like, yeah, he never it's like gets Tim at It's like Tim at Newpreg. <laughs> how do you, I mean, when you drive it that well, how do you not shoot 77? I, I tried to let it go. I, I tried to give it away. Um, we'll have a new match this weekend. We'll we'll be playing golf this weekend. I think, Timmy. I got two days I can play Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. What? Anything else, you guys? From from I don't know, whether it be leaderboard, anything that anything that kind of stuck out to you at all from the tournament. I mean, obviously it was heavy, heavy, heavy windom, and we're, we're really you know glad that he won. But you know, it did uh, have a couple of guys that just didn't really. Do I mean nineteen under from Wyndham Clark is that's an phenomenal game. golf. I mean that's that's not to be expected. Uh, Rory struggled. Um, so which on on a golf course, by the way, that he has killed it in his career. Like he's owned that place better than anybody. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of in a tough spot, tough mental space, I think. He might be. So uh, Spieth, Spieth got hurt with a week left, with week before his uh, Grand Slam event coming up, the PGA. I'd be hurt if I shot a 79 from him, too, whatever he shot on Saturday or on Friday. He shot a monster on Friday. The th- that this that this was the point out, though, how, how great Wyndham Clark played. Like, that's a hard golf course. It's not easy. And he made two bogeys on the weekend. Crazy. And the last one was on 18 when it didn't even matter. And a lot of people bogey 18. That's a very bogeyable hole. So 
Tim, anything else from from the uh, the week that was? Nothing regarding the tournament. I mean, both you and I spent the greater part of Sunday afternoon grinding it away over at New Prague Golf Club. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had to rewatch some of it. I want to watch the beginning. I want to see kind of how Wyndham came out because I was really curious on. I kind of taped it because I want to see. I heard he had a shaky start. I want to see what he looked like. I want to see what him and John were talking about. I want to see what John looked like trying to get this guy into the, you know, into the winner circle for the first time. And I think it was really intriguing because, again, not to get we've been at Wyndham again, but he just looked like uh, even with a bad shot, he wasn't phased. So I had to come back and rewatch I, it. You know what? I I wish they would mic up the caddies more because, good lord, did we have a hard time today. At Bro Oaks, the the Orono High School golf team, and uh, you know, outside of pulling a mic and just going up to the kids and just saying "hit it better," I I'm at a loss. So sometimes you gotta tell. Sometimes you gotta give these kids a dose of reality, Tim. I, you know, it, it. Part of me wants to go like, really, I I can beat an 86. Come on, guys. A uh, quick little golf story, high school golf story. I've never in. I think I've been doing this now. I don't know, probably, probably a little bit, a couple years less than Mike, maybe close to 10 though. I've never lost to a player um, <laughs> ever in nine holes or 18 holes, right? Today we went out and we played Boulder Albion and my number one player, you know, he's getting Eagle pots. He's throwing darts on par threes. And he's, I, he basically kicked my ass and like a rough, rough week. Rough well, Jeff is down bad. Rough couple of days on the ego. It's not good. Not good. The problem was because we only had kind of a time limit. A league had to start out on Boulder at a certain time. We had to be off. We only played seven holes. Oh, WD doesn't my ass. count. Doesn't count. My ass. So it still holds today. I've never lost to a player. Jeff. Jeff goes. Uh, I think we're like four holes in. Man, I I'm feeling kind of sick. I might just have to WD this round. <laughs> I thought about it with that start. You're like, God, so, oh, you don't want. To, we don't want to waste all these good shots. We got a meet coming up. Don't waste them all here today. Yeah. But there is so, a perfect there is a perfect segue into the uh, PGA Tour event this week because rounding into form, just in time for his major, the sexiest man in golf. Here he comes. Top ten at the Wells Fargo. <laughs> here he comes, <laughs> KH Lee. Um, and let's, yeah, let's segue. We're not going to talk too much about it. By- Byron Nelson, TPC, Craig Ranch, one of Tim's favorites. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm expecting it to be one of his favorites. It's, it's private. They, they, maybe they'll let us on now, now that we have a, an official website. Not a fun, not a fun golf course to watch. It really looks like I wish to go to some better one, but I would officially want to, um, make a suggestion to both the PGA tour and all the sponsors that we change the name of this event. If you've ever seen the old TV show coach, we got Craig ranch and the Byron Nelson. We could just call it the Craig T Nelson open. We can combine <laughs> them all for the uh, classic TV show. of The Craig Mavericks go Mavericks. Mavericks yeah, here in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much about the, I mean, the golf course I remember a little bit of. I, I think it's, you know, it's one of those weeks. It's another Texas golf course, some little bunkering. Tim, anything else that you you know from this? I know you haven't played it, but you're kind of the golf no, course. No, you know, Dallas is such a great city. I, from from food venues, their uptown area, uh, it's 
just a fantastic place to be. It, some of the greatest highways. I, we're talking like 20 stories in the air worth of concrete. So much fun to drive. But their public golf is just lacking. And friend of the podcast, Patrick, was just there. Uh, he did play a golf course that I've played as well called the Tribute uh, up in Colony, Texas. So it's kind of up towards that McKinney area. Um, but it is all 18 holes are modeled after the Open Championship. So they have everything from 1 and 18 at uh, St. Andrews. They've got the postage stamp. They've got the road hole. Uh, they do a wonderful job because the wind absolutely rips over the top of it from this massive lake that sits next to the course. But outside of that, public golf is kind of hard in in that part of Texas. Um, all summed up because Craig's Ranch is is private, so you can't even get onto onto this unless you know a TPC member. Well, the one that was awesome was Trinity Forest. They well, held that's the private. Well, yeah, but they held this event. Yeah. I think it was this event. They held an event there. Yeah, Tony Romo mm-hmm. had played it a couple of times. Yeah. For a couple yep. of years, it was like it was a core in Crenshaw, but the pros didn't like didn't like it. I'm not sure why. Like it looked way better on TV and shit than Craig T. Ran- Nelson Ranch, whatever the hell it's called, does. <laughs> Craig T. <laughs> I'm pretty sure didn't, did, did, didn't Aaron it's Wise renamed. get Aaron Wise get his first win at Trinity Force? I think it was like a kind of like a go low golf course, he though, wasn't it? Been. Like you had to like go low every single day to win it. I think so. Well, it's like wide open linksy. Corin Crenshaw built it on a landfill. So okay. they just like covered over the landfill and built the, built the sick ass golf course. Uh, I love those because yeah. they can't, you can't grow trees on an old landfill. So yep, Mike perfect. is all about it. Perfect. I love great use of land right there. Well, I don't, it, let, should we get to picks? Let's do it and get it. All right, let's get the picks. Let's get, we're just going to do one pick again. Our picks are so shitty this year that we've just decided let's just go with one guy. We started (laughs) out so hot. It's bad. Remember we had four weeks in a row of winners. (laughs) We thought we were on to something. Where didn't we? I had, I almost had Victor Perez on the pod after we picked him to win. I don't know what happened. I'm going to get him back on. He's going to be in the Ryder cup. All right. Well, I, uh, Mike, you want to start? Yeah, well, I'm not going to take K.H. Lee because that would be boring. And he is looking to become, I think, like only the 10th or 12th player in like the last, I don't even know how many decades, maybe ever, to win a tournament three years in a row, Uh, which would be outstanding if he does. Kudos to him. Sexiest man in golf. Um, I'm going to take a differently Minwoo Lee who is like 40 to one odds, but kind of a shot shaper. You ever see some of the shot tracers that he hits and stuff? They're fantastic with a two iron. He's had a players, the players. He's had a pretty good year. He was in contention at the players kind of laid an egg there. I think he probably learned a little bit from that. And we're going to look for the breakout win for Min Woo Lee this week. All right, Timmy, who we got? Well, I, I think that we decided a few weeks back that we were just going to do who's trending. And <laughs> I wanted I wanted to pick someone that could play in the stiff winds of Texas. Uh, so I'm going with an Englishman. I'm going with Terrell Hatton. So here's what it has to say. The Englishman profiles stronger uh, on courses where par is a good score. But he comes in hot after a T3 at Quill Hollow where all cylinders were firing. Although this is his first look at TPC Craig's Ranch, 
another key last last couple of weeks picks people that had never seen the golf course before his class is permanent and an objective is to stay locked in ahead of a major so i also just want to see him mic'd up for the nation to hear uh, because nothing is better for tv than a couple bleeps during during golf uh golf tournaments it would be better for everybody involved if he was leading and then blew up just to see his reactions because they're they're epic. <laughs> they're epic. But I thought for sure when you said playing in the winds of Texas, you were gonna go Roy McAvoy from Salome, humble driver. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I mean if he was in the field, him and just a seven iron, yep. I'd take him. Oh yeah. 18 pars. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go uh with a guy that kind of been forgot about this year, hasn't really contended a whole lot, hasn't one per, per, prolific ball striker, um, really hard to watch putt. So I hope he gets the putter going. He's kind of mechanical when it comes to the putter, but he's been trending recently, and that's kind of the that's kind of what Tim was saying. You got to kind of find a guy that's right there, just on the doorstep, and he's his last four going back to the players because he hasn't played a ton. Was fit at the players match play 15th at Valero um, another Texas golf course and 16th at the masters. And he's well rested. That's Hideki. Um, and Hideki also finished third last year. So I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me that that's a good pick, but who knows? I'm sure he'll double bogey the first hole and decide that he wants to quit and get to the early to wherever the major is next week. I thought when you said mechanical with the putter, I was thinking Texas, you were going to go Bryson to Shambo, but then I thought, <laughs> shit, that's the wrong tour. And he's not trending at all. He's been just dog shit. And he posted on social media today that he was hitting on a driving range that the live tour is at apparently that looked like some podunk place in Northern Minnesota. It looked the, so bad. It was, it was horrible. You look better yeah, than people. Elmer's. May, about the same. It might have been okay. Elmer's actually. <laughs> <could have> been <laughs> Elmer's. <laughs> All right. Um, so that there you have it. There's our picks. Uh, you know, probably won't have a ton of eyes on the golf this week. Let's be honest. We're kind of gearing up for a major. It's I'll only you know, I'll pay attention, but I've got I'm not gonna sit there and, and and be TV appointment, you know, make sure I catch this or that. So let's get to what's really important though. Our own golf games, where we're at, how we're trending. We have this we're what? We're kind of getting what a month and a couple of weeks away from where we try to qualify. It's kind of tournament season. So there's a lot of tournaments going on here in Minnesota starting, you know, around this time going all the way up into the rest of the summer. So there's a lot of things to always get ready for events that are being played. I know that, you know, the three of us are trying to do the T uh, twin cities mini tour. That's why we were down in new Prague and uh, Tim, I'm going to give you the floor. I know you want to talk about how well you played this weekend. Um, but it's, it's the best portion of the show where I just get to talk about myself. Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how many times you're like, Oh, I just hit that. So square. <laughs> oh, my putter's just dialed right now. Just <laughs> horny out there. Just, he was just horny out there. <laughs> yes. Vibes were high for Timmy. Vibes were it was high. Just, it was butter cuts off the tee. Everything was, was nice and consistent. So shout out to go low golf and, and Hunter Hoagland over there recently transitioned over to Mulligans, our good friends at Mulligans. So if you're looking for fitting, but uh, Jeff, I think, 
I think you'd agree there's there's a little something brewing off the tee and with the putter. It's looking a lot different this year. And uh, I I tried to give it away at the end. I really did my best. I think I was was three, three or four over. And my dumb, stupid self looked at the scoreboard and awesome. and saw and saw where the lead was and tried to absolutely hand it hand it back. I folded like a chair at a Christian youth conference. I mean, I bogeyed <laughs> the last two. Uh, and they weren't they weren't clean bogeys. Actually, they were good bogeys, Tim. They were good bogeys. They were scrambling bogeys. I mean, they were oof. Dropping um, balls and making 10 footers. It was wild, but really, really solid performance off the tee. Um, decent iron striking in the middle. And then me just, again, trying to to give it all away. I will say this, Mike, I did not hook the ball on on the last hole. So that that demon has has left. Um, new demons will enter into my body to be to be seen and known. Um, but a very solid start and a, a T2 at the uh, the first Twin Cities mini tour event. Uh it's not over yet. You can play within you can still play up until next weekend. Well you better you better get on out there because uh I haven't even those... signed up yet actually but <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I think I'm planning on it though. I haven't played since last weekend when you and I played. It's ninety nine dollars. Come on. Or I was it's not the money. It's just I don't know how many of the weeks I'll be able to play. Yeah. That's my issue. I don't know if I can get like I don't if I could play a majority of them, I'll sign up. I got to look. I, I might be able to if this window of two weeks works. I could, I could go play like New Prague on Saturday this weekend and play with you at Highland on Sunday and, and bang out two of the, the first two weeks right in a row. That's that's a that's a great weekend right there. Uh, what's the lottery say? You got to be in it to win it or something like that? What do I have to beat to be the low man in that whole thing for New Prague? Uh, what, 70, 76? So you got to go 75. I looked at the scorecard. It has two iron city, just just two iron after two iron, just written all over. Oh, it it it, it can be. It <laughs> certainly can be. There are a, a host of trees. Um, so you can either you can either be the Lorax, like <laughs> Jeff had to be, or uh, yeah, or just shape some shots and and hit some fairways. We'll we'll get to my game in a second. I want to point out I've played quite a bit of golf with Tim now over the years. We played in December. We played. Did we play. That's probably our last winter right we played a lot in florida in in december we played obviously a lot last summer one of the things i i noticed about your game is first of all you know off the tee pretty consistent shot shape so you weren't getting the monster hooks and the huge rights you know if you're gonna miss it was basically like you talked about one side the right so playing a little bit more of a cut this year instead of a massive draw spin hook which is good and the putter was in the putter in the short game was really, uh, you know, you've always been a generation ball striker. So I wasn't, that didn't really amaze me any, <laughs> it was, it was more of your short game that kind of, you know, the up and downs and the, in the five to seven footers that you kind of got over and, and drilled. That's the, that's the part that is going to, when you're trying to quest to qualify, that is going to be whether you do or not, it's, you know, obviously getting off the tee is, is great and hitting the ball is great, but when you need to get up and down, when you need to, like you did in the last two holes, not make doubles and just minimize them to bogeys, that's going to be the key. Absolutely. And I think we finally figured out why Mike had been giving me all these four to five foot gimmies for the last two, three years. 
because he, cause he knew I was going to make him. Well, oh, me, just a me, machine. Let me explain something to you, Jeff. So Tim and I's first date was at Willinger's. Well, we were <laughs> that place, but like, since we're, we're both easy, our second date was straight to the overnight trip. You know, we're going right, <laughs> going right things, to the overnight. Things progress fast with Tim. Yeah, they progress fast and, with Timmy and I. And um, Tim, Tim's bunker game and putting both at Aaron Hills, they have come a long way because Tim's bunker game on hole number nine at Aaron Hills, which is like called like the shortest par five in the world. It's actually a par three. He was like bunker to bunker all over the place. And his putting was so bad that day that he bought a putter from the pro shop and got shipped <laughs> to his house. <laughs> hey, that's the orange spider that still lives in my bag. All right. That thing was oh, well funny. worth the $400 impulse buy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it has his his short game has improved dramatically. Yes, you are correct. Um, as we get to me, I will say, you know, one of the big things in the world right now is you know, people transitioning. Right, I feel like that's kind of me golfing. Oh, I'm I'm transitioning <laughs> into a guy that hits cuts. I'm not sure why, but. I'm starting to turn into a cut guy. And as soon as I embraced it and figured out who I truly am deep inside, I started hitting these cuts and all of a sudden, you know, par start to follow. And I just decided to play it. And all of a sudden I'm in play. I, you know, cause that when you talk about tree line, you gotta, your T ball has to be in play. Otherwise you are going to be it, it, golf will not be fun. So nice. I, I started, you know, the hard part is I, I, in my head, I think I'm going to draw something all that. Like I just, I just think I'm a natural drawer. And if you really look at my overall work of art, I, I don't probably draw it as much as I think I do, but that's kind of in my head what I think I am. So I'm sitting on the first tee and it's a big dog, like, right. And I'm thinking, well, I'll just kind of naturally just hit my draw here and it was the exact opposite. And if you could imagine, and you'll see this, Mike, if you go out and play it, it's a lot. Well, actually, it plays as a par five. Right, Tim, for the... We we kind of were up in the air about that. I mean, the score is the score, right? So so yeah. I, I'm one stroke behind at a 77. Who knows what the actual par on that was? I, I thought it was a par four, but... That's what I thought. Um, That's why I thought it was six over, because I thought it was a par four. I thought I tripled the first hole, basically, because I got a seven. So I went way left in the trees, and then, you know, you got mud on, you're trying to ch- chip out. Anyways, disaster. And then I double the next one, and then I bogey the next one. I'm thinking, I might WD. Like, this is just not... I can't get off the box. Like it's just going left every time. And so I started to play it and all of a sudden now it's like, all right, embrace it. You're a cutter. I have to, I have to say though, Jeff, if, if more of my kids on the team would be like you, because they have that blow up hole, they have, I think everyone does. Everyone has that blow up hole. And especially if you have it early, you think, what was me? Humpty Dumpty, the world is falling down. I'm crumbling to pieces. Um, nothing will ever fix this and you did i mean you righted that ship uh to to a large extent to where by the the end of it there weren't any more big big numbers on your scorecard no it was bogey at worst and and it wasn't even like i didn't have grinding bogeys it was just basically i miss a eight foot par putt or whatever it might be or 10 foot par putt so that that was the nice thing is like all right i i know i can be a better golfer than this i still didn't get the easy up and downs i still felt like there was you know, things, and that's kind of where it's like, I've, I feel like scoring is just hard for me. I don't get why. Like if you really simplify golf, 
hit the ball and play somewhere, hit it on the green somewhere and two putt, right? That's kind of golf simplified. I just don't know how to simplify it by actually playing it. Like it seems simple, but when you actually do it, you know, you actually have to make it up and down where, where, where you don't. And then, but I think like you said, I got to just, you know, like we all talk about, keep the big numbers off. And we, we, your worst, hopefully, is a couple of bogeys here and there. Find a way when you don't have it to, to, I don't know, string along a few and then maybe make a few putts here and there and things can turn around. And that kind of kind of happened a little bit, but I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of in the spot where the last year and a half, I just can't find a, a different gear. And that's where I continue to be. But the good news is I get another try tomorrow. Another 18 holes tomorrow. We're going to see. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my home. I'm going to. I'm going to. I get a little, my little blankie. I go back to Monticello Country Club. Maybe. Oh my god. Give me some good feelings. Get my nook back in my mouth. See there's there's nothing like home. those moguls right next to the highway. It's just ambiance city <laughs> over there. That's actually oh. a hard hole because there's like nowhere to. Hit. It's like there's trees overhanging the whole damn fairway. It's a kind of a weird hole. But I think yeah, but golf. Jeff knows every tree. Of course he does. Going back to Jeff's talking about hitting a cut all of a sudden golf shows a lot of human nature in different ways. And I think people get so set in their ways and what they think they should be doing. Like I have this with high school kids all the time. Like we'll be like nine holes in or something. And I'm and the kid is still telling me, you know, well, I, I normally hit a draw. Yeah, not today because you've you've <laughs> aimed down you've aimed down the right side for your draw and hit eight straight cuts. <laughs> like, can we please adjust? Good lord, you you know maybe tomorrow you'll hit the draw again, but you aren't today, and you are in trouble every single time. So I think part of it is just human nature. People are so set in what they think they're going to do, and they can't adjust to what's actually happening on that day. Like, you know, there there is no there is not a lot of tweaks you should even be attempting mid route because that then you're just asking for even more trouble. Uh, you just got to go with it and you got to play whatever's whatever you're hitting that day, especially off the tee. I did find the absolute key to success though, while coaching, you need to get the golf cart and you need to make sure that the food provided by all the families in the cooler is in that golf cart. It is uh-huh. just snackville. Oh yeah. Uh, we don't have that at Howard Lake. We don't, we don't, there's no snacks. You're just, you're just leaving the kids starving out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, find your own water. You, yeah. We'll hit a McDonald's afterwards. You know what I, you know what I told my kids? So we go to freaking uh, Troy Byrne in the van, but I, you know, we got six kids and they got five of them have push carts, which the push cart trend is kind of over. I think you look at these, there was 28 teams there. There were not a lot of push carts like that. That happened with like Stanford winning the title at NCAA a few years back, but there aren't a lot of these kids pushing push carts. And I've been trying to, I just want them out of the van just for, just for purposes of transportation. Like this is taking forever to get set up in here. And, and some kids said, why don't we have the cooler today? And I said, we got push carts. You have a house on wheels. We don't need a cooler. You can throw some shit in your push cart. You have, you got bags hanging off it. There's just shit on it everywhere. Why do we need a cooler? The whole purpose of the push cart is to hold a bunch of crap. We get rid of the push carts. The cooler comes back. It's a very simple process. Mike is not, Mike is not handholding over here. The (laughs) handholding is done. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Here's my one other thing about a cut that I noticed. And I, 
I've, I've never been a swing hard guy. I just don't like it. But I've noticed like the harder I swing, the less it cuts. So if I aim to the right side a little bit, I just swing hard. For whatever reason, it kind of, you know, it kind of hangs on that line and might cut a little bit. But the harder I swing, the, the softer I swing, the more spinny it gets. And it's like, you know what? Man up. Swing the golf club, buddy. Oh, I like and, this. And, I like this new swing. Thought. And when I did it, heck, I had some good drives. And so we're, we're kind of maybe, you know, like Tim says, and like Jack Nicholas says, and like everybody says, if you can kind of eliminate one side of the golf course, I, I, I don't ever ever being remember being in the trees on the right you know and that's that's the yeah. thing like if i if i can continue this whatever and actually i will admit i wasn't going to say this tonight but i've been working on a new move um <laughs> never ending never ending <laughs> saga no this new move is because i was watching Wait, what these was, high school what was kids. that cartoon <laughs> i was freaking watching these high school kids just pee on the ball just and I'm just like these little 16 year old bodies, just 125 pounds, just ripping. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? I just noticed that when they came came down, that there would be a lot right handers. They're like their left hip was cleared before they even, you know, got close to the golf ball. There's this kind of weird move where it's like, and so when I went to Chaska Town Course to, to hit some balls, I just basically almost jumped out of my stance to try to rip my right hip off and. And I was hammering the ball, but it was cutting. So I was like, well, maybe that's what I need to do. And uh, But when you take it to the course, of course, you're not, you know, it's a new thing and you don't really know how to actually, how it's, is it really going to cut today? Because if it doesn't, I aim right and I'm in the trees by, you know, so I didn't really trust it. And so it's a new move I've been working on. We'll see. I, I feel like we need some audio engineering now. I think that's the next step for the podcast because I'd absolutely put the Emperor's New Groove soundtrack <laughs> right behind this whole segment. I'm glad he brought that up because I was actually going to bring it up this up myself. I have, if you want to follow Short Set of Golf on Instagram, I have never before seen footage of Jeff <laughs> attempting attempting the Sam Bennett kind of like the move at the simulator, like trying to, the quest for distance. I have yet to ever post that, and I have it on my phone. And we're going to have to release it this week. All right. Geez, how many quests are we on? It's like a the, game the, of the, G, Jeff, it's a game of GTA yeah. right now. It's just side quests. Jeff's head is just constant hamster wheels, just spinning on what he yeah. can, what he can work on for the lab. We, and there. weird, he can't find he can't find a way to go low. He's all these thoughts in his head. Interesting. So. Well, I don't know, gentlemen, we, you know, we're, we're kind of at our end of our time here. Anything else that you guys want to point out on, on things that uh, coming up that we've got or any. I suppose I should, I should mention this too, a week of, of winning. I suppose a, a T second isn't necessarily a win, but um, I had the chance to, to team up with Mac at uh, 24 golf in Egan. We went out to the out of bounds series Again, at New Prague on Thursday night, so had a little bit of course knowledge. We participated in a host of golf skill challenges, including putting, long drive, flop shot, approach. We played two holes outright for low score, and the winners took home a little bit of cash and some bragging rights, and Mac and myself got the W. So the break 80 boys did win the first out of bound series. And I think Mike and Jeff, you got to find some time to go. Maybe we can find alliance with either go low or you two can, can jump in a team. Um, But I, I think we, we keep taking it to the people. Is that going to be on YouTube, Tim? 
Is that kind of on It YouTube, should be. Yeah. Yep. So for the listeners that are here local or those that are, are interested, uh, it's something that's put on by TwinCitiesGolf.com. And uh, the Out of Bound series is featuring these challenges at different golf courses available throughout the Twin Cities and greater metro areas. Uh, there'll be skill challenges that help to showcase local golfers, uh, but also different golf courses. I've got the stinger ready for the glass break, the glass breaker. <laughs> I don't I'm know waiting. if they got the budget for that. I'm waiting. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm trying. To, I'm going to try to play Saturday and Sunday. So. I'm sure I'll play with Tim at least once, but uh, if anybody out there wants to play golf this weekend, hook it, let us know. We'll get out there and hit it, tee it up. I'm balls deep in the AAU basketball game. I've, <laughs> You're done. I'm You're way golf. too deep. I'm <laughs> way too deep. It's not you, good. You should not be that deep in AAU ladies basketball. <laughs> ten, ten you, ten you. He's trying to get that basketball. NIL deal down the road so, yeah. he, can quit, so he can quit teaching. Oh. <laughs> push, push the kids into sports. <laughs> Forsome. You will do this move before you get dinner tonight. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. It's just fun. Like, you know, it's fun to talk about golf, but the fact that we get to, you know, naturally go and play too. And I'm sure everybody else out there listening is getting opportunities to play golf and, and be excited about it and, and, you know, work on your game and think about things that are going well or things that you need to work on and, you know, hitting up driving ranges and working on chipping, working on putting. That's, that's the part that, you know, can, can continues to kind of push you as a, as a player and as a person. It just feels like it's, you know, growing is, I know Mike doesn't practice, but it just feels like it's just one of those things that, I don't know, like you almost need it. It's, it's part of the summer where you get to kind of try to get better. And that's, that's what makes golf kind of a cool, cool uh, sport that. I, yeah. I have big plans to practice some this week. Oh, I, uh, really? oh, that's big. I do, you know, years ago, not that long ago, but like, I don't mind putting on the headphones. I don't want to go bang range balls. But I, I, my short game has been slipping the last few years. Like, uh, I used to get up and down a lot more than I feel like I have the last four or five years. So I got to go and just, you know, I got the little tube of balls and go and put the headphones on and do some chipping and work on some shots and kind of relaxing at night, especially like you get warmer weather now where it's like 65 yeah. degrees at night, put a sweatshirt on, just go out and. Yeah, around for like an hour. So I probably will start practicing a little bit. Yes, I I think what women go to therapy and we go to the golf course. Yeah, so that makes complete it. sense. That's hundred percent true. Yeah. So, well, if nothing else, boys, I guess as always, the difference between seventy nine and eighty is everything. Be today's the day I brigade thee. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 as the gold race. You hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.